in this week's recap of news, everything from how regulation is cracking down not only on crypto and blockchain and DAOs, but how it's going to be cracking down on advertisements with all of these things. Some more headline reads from Sam Bankman-Fried and FTX. A lot of really cool NFT developments that we feel are going to have a ripple effect throughout the years for the technology and adoption of. And some more updates from Apple. This and more on this week's episode of Crypto Vibes. Podcast, your weekly recap of news of what's happening in the world of crypto and Web3. We aggregate the news throughout the week to provide a condensed version. It's definitely not all the news for the week, and we cite everything in our show notes, but everything that wasn't on our show as well is located at CryptoPodcast.xyz. We hope you've had a good week. I'm your host, Neil Alonzo. This is week 49, episode 39 of 2022. And before we dive into everything, some disclosures, we are not financial advisors, wealth managers, lawyers, brokers, or CPAs. Nothing in this should be construed as investment advice. And our thoughts to kick off the week, they're pretty simple, but very impactful. And we've heard it on a few other podcasts, a few other ways it's been written, but the short version of it, from our opinion, and we align with others who probably have a similar opinion about this, when the internet change happened... It broke down barriers, it created a lot of opportunities, but what it didn't do is it didn't fundamentally change a lot of the ways things have been done. It didn't change accounting, for instance, right? It just didn't change it. I mean, it enhanced ways that you could use it because you could think about cloud solutions. But crypto and blockchain, what it is doing is fundamentally changing the way things are, the way things can be run, the way things are governed. And governance was not something that was necessarily a part of the internet side of things when that technology came around. Yes, there was regulation. Yes, there was a lot of bad actors. There was shit that hit the fan. I love this dialogue from American Gangster, and I'm going to omit certain things just to kind of put it in the same frame. So it's a combination of what was in the script and a way that we see it. And it says this. They hate what you represent. I don't represent nothing but Frank Luklish. You sure? A businessman like you, you represent progress. The kind of progress that's going to see them lose a lot of money. With you out of the way, everything can return to normal. My man. That is how we perceive the old incumbents looking at crypto and blockchain. They want them out of the way. They want Frank Lucas, who represents it in that way, in this dialogue, out of the way. Because they don't want that kind of progress because they're going to lose a lot of money and a lot of control. But we're also not trying to say that crypto and blockchain is necessarily a criminal either. To kick off the headlines this week, USFTC launches crypto ad crackdown, but won't say against whom. So click through the link on CoinMarketCap and you can see who it is. How Coindesk lit the fuse that blew up crypto and might take down its owner next. This is a story about Coindesk writing about SBF and FTX. It's pretty interesting and it shows, and this is an article on theinformation.com, it shows just how powerful media is. And Coindesk, we would believe, is on the side of crypto. But they too want it to move forward in a positive and in the best interests of humanity manner. Sam Bankman-Fried agrees to testify before U.S. House Financial Committee. That's probably a good decision. 
Goldman Sachs plans to snap up crypto firms at bargain prices. Goldman Sachs is planning to capitalize on the bear market by swooping in to buy crypto firms at rock bottom prices. So we, what we really want you to understand when reading through that and this article, this says a lot. Goldman Sachs, and they're probably using the point of, oh, we need regulated staff and people who know what they're doing to manage these things. Goldman Sachs is just as much a part of the problem as any type of solution that could be out there in our opinion. So having said that, the fact that they're wanting to buy up crypto firms in a bear market, that says a lot for the future and the power that it actually has. Again, supporting our opening statements. It's all very interesting, isn't it? Fed's investigating whether SBF trades caused Terra Luna stablecoin crash. This is a New York Times article. I mean, you just want to call it as it is. Any whale that would make a move would help either lift value or help it crash. So it shouldn't be just looking at it from an SBF perspective, but any whale that has a substantial amount of anything right now in crypto can help produce positives and negatives. U.S. Watchdog says banks shying away from stumbling crypto industry. So this is in contrast to the other headline that talks about things like Goldman Sachs and even JP Morgan, which is moving forward in their way. But nonetheless, it's good to read all sides of things, right? Judge tosses lawsuit accusing Kardashian of helping pump and dump Ethereum Max. And it's probably a good idea. A federal judge ruled that plaintiffs suing celebrity promoters of Emacs, which had lost 99.8% of its value, had not proven they saw and were influenced by the promotions. Mr. Wonderful, Kevin O'Leary reveals that he was paid $15 million to be an FTX spokesman and has lost it all. The FTC sues to block Microsoft's $69 billion Blizzard acquisition. So this is something, and this is on a Variety.com article. We would definitely keep an eye on this on a number of levels. We're also the opinion that FTC, a lot of the agencies right now, they're going after the wrong things. They're fighting the wrong fights. According to this article on BlockWorks, NFT sales volume drops 20% in November. Okay. Consensus promises to update data practices after privacy backlash. That's probably a good idea. A masterclass. Oh, yeah. Masterclass releases crypto course featuring Binance's Sheng and Coinbase's Amelia Choi, along with Paul Krugman and Chris Dixon of Andreas and Horowitz. FTX Japan plans to restart withdrawals. Yes, I'm sure people will be very happy about that. People pleasers Shibuya NFT video platform raises $6.9 million to build the A24 of Web3. For those of you who are not familiar with A24, and we're big fans of that production studio, production house, they've done some cool stuff. One of it close to our hearts is mid-90s. And quite recently was Red Rocket with Simon Rex. Damn, that was definitely an interesting movie. Sean Baker, props. In some rather underlying big news, Apple's new encryption policy is a huge boon for cryptos, the Coindesk article. And this is writing from the, or taken from the article. On Wednesday, Apple Incorporated made an announcement that might sound minor. It will now offer end-to-end -end encryption for most material its users back up on its iCloud storage service. That means only a user with an authorized device will be able to access the contents of their cloud storage. In much the same way, only the holder of a private key can control a Bitcoin wallet. The new feature will protect photos, notes, and other files for users who choose to activate it. Email, calendar, and contacts material aren't included. However, because they need to interact with multiple services, 
In an announcement that also outlines impressive new high security messaging features, Apple said encrypted iCloud storage will be rolling out worldwide in 2023. You know they're going to come out with their own wallet. Come on, man. Essentially, if you control the checkout line for everything in commerce, why wouldn't you want your cut, right? But it's all under the guise of making it easier for the user. But we will say, because we are fans of Apple's technology, we're fans of a lot of the things that they've done for consumers over the years, is that our hope is it'll be done in a really good way. But it is continuously making the case for antitrust monopoly suits. And in another headline, why Apple's end-to-end encryption expansion will get government scrutiny. This is on fortune.com. It's a good read in contrast to the positives of end-to-end encryption. This was a cool article on Coindesk. Binance generates 90% of revenue from transaction fees. This is what CZ says. But in the byline to it, if they decided to reinstate ads on CoinMarketCap, it would add $40 million a year in revenue. That's a very interesting bit of information that we didn't know prior to this. So I also think that there'd be a number of ways CoinMarketCap could really create revenue in ways that they maybe not be thinking, but it's because Binance is their primary focus. I'm also of the belief CoinMarketCap has yet to really come out and do a flex because there's some power there that's generating over time. OpenSea again changes course on NFT royalties after more creator pushback. So we have a lot of thoughts as it relates to NFT royalties with creators. We're definitely pro-creator, definitely pro-royalties on this side of the fence. We are also of the opinion that royalties is something that makes marketplaces more vulnerable because you shouldn't have to go to a marketplace to resell anything. And we know a lot of people that resell their NFTs without having to go to a marketplace without divulging too much because... Unfortunately, I do have a few NDAs with certain technologies that are being built. But in this particular case, NFT royalties are something special. There's something special in regards to how they're going to be enforced, mandated, and who's going to provide that tech. And better yet, how they're going to provide that tech. Music NFTs aren't listening to market conditions. That sounds about right, but it's a cool article on BlockWorks. Tensions erupt between Magic Eden and Metaplex over future of Solana NFTs. Metaplex accused Magic Eden of attempting to take over the NFT protocol as power players battle over royalties and decentralization. Again, this isn't just some minor thing that's happening as a result of too many bored apes out there in the universe. This is something real because the NFT royalty situation is going to take place and have value in things such as digital assets. So those Air Force Ones, the Jordans, a lot of these virtual goods that might be tied to real goods that are attached to the NFT technology is going to have a heavy hand in royalties. For those of you who might know about some of these sneaker websites for that culture, imagine if Nike got a cut of everything that was sold in perpetuity on the resale of some of these sneakers. Like the Ben & Jerry's that came out, the SBs that came out, those were sold almost immediately for way more than what they were purchased for. But imagine Nike got a piece of that with the royalties on the resale. Imagine this, the person who actually did the artwork got royalties on the resale. It's going to get real interesting. Warner Music Group to release Polygon Music NFTs through LGND platform. We have to say, not enough love is being given to Polygon. They're making moves while everybody else is making shit. 
Celsius bankruptcy judge orders return of 50 million in user assets. Thanks, judge. There's definitely a lot more out there. Former IRS agents at Binance seek to keep crypto crime free. The world's biggest exchange has recruited top talent from law enforcement to take on cryptocurrency criminals. Hey, I would employ those types of people too. I think that's a smart move. The DeFi conundrum. Why crypto exchanges like Uniswap are struggling to reach critical mass. This is an information.com article. In our opinion, none of this shit is user-friendly. I mean, there's better sites and better things. A lot of this is just not user-friendly. You have a lot of talented people building some really cool things that just are not made for everyday people. Most of our adoption problems could be solved if there was a liaison between critical market mass and the people who actually build this stuff. But when Burberry is doing Minecraft collabs, that shows you the lines are blurring. They're really blurring. Well, that's all the news for this week. It's not everything, but it's what we're talking about on this episode. And things that didn't make it to the show, you can visit at CryptoPodcast.xyz to see those headlines. We'd like to thank Good Soup Music for that intro and outro song. This show is produced by Vocal, Visual, and Wizard Cats. It comes out every Saturday, excluding holidays. But I think we're going to have two more episodes here before the end of the year. And then we're going to go on a little hiatus and be back the second week of January. Again, I am your host, Neil Alonzo. We are cautiously optimistic and hopefully pessimistic on crypto. Have a great weekend. Hello.